welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Noob. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, we're starting a new series this morning called Joy to the World. This is our uh, Christmas theme, uh, and uh, I'm so excited about it. Um, uh, This morning, we are going to be looking at uh, the Prince of Peace. If you, if you have your Bibles and you go to Isaiah 9 and verse 6, uh, it's, it, you will find this well-known verse. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. I want to speak to us this morning about peace. Uh, because how many could do with a bit of the peace of God in their lives right now? Give me a wave. Yep, I've got both hands up. I've got both feet up if I could. You know, uh, uh, I just need the peace of God, uh, especially around this period and around this time. Um, peace, by definition, uh, means shalom. In the Hebrew, uh, where, this, uh, where you find this word peace, uh, you will you will find out that it means complete, to restore, to make whole. Um, it's actually a verb. <laughs> Go Jerusalem. She's cutie, isn't she? And, uh, and uh, it, it actually means uh, complete, restore, or to make whole. Uh, it, and it's kind of likened to um, God inf- invading your heart, invading your life, and filling it with something. Uh, most of us, when we think about peace, it's about the removal of something, like chaos. If I can just remove the chaos in my life, I will have peace. Uh, actually, the biblical definition of peace is not the removal of something, but it's the, uh, it's the presence of something. Amen. Uh, and, and, and actual, when you think about this word shalom, uh, you liken it to, like, so, say for example, the building of a wall. You know, the, the builders, when they would build the walls they, and they would complete the work, they, they would say the wall is shalom. And, uh, and because it was restored, it was made whole, there were no more gaps in the wall. Um, when they would speak of relationships that have been um, severed or torn apart, to restore a relationship was to bring back the shalom, make, meaning uh, I'm going uh, to add to it. Uh, um, uh, most of us think that if we just stop talking to each other, uh, then that's going to bring peace. Uh, no, that, that does not bring the biblical definition of peace. Actually, to uh, have true peace in a relationship, you need the presence of something. Are you guys hearing this this morning? Okay, one person, maybe. Um, uh, also, uh, kingdoms at war. Um, it wasn't just the fact that they would stop fighting but they had to replace that fighting with actually a coordinated and, and uh, agreed upon effort uh, to build something uh, for the common good of both parties. And, and once again, you get this picture of what peace is. I'm, I'm kind of presenting all these images of peace because I need you to understand the biblical definition of peace. Uh, so often we think peace is just, you know, like Psalm 23, you know, lead me beside the quiet waters, you know, be, you know, be still my soul. But actually, what it really means, peace, the shalom of God, is to make you whole. 
is to bring you into a place of completeness that there are things missing in your life that only God can complete in you. Amen, somebody. Uh, and, and so I, I just want to speak to us, and I feel like this is what Isaiah was alluding to when he, when he prophesied this, uh, these words in, in uh, Isaiah 9. Just bring up that passage one more time. When Isaiah prophesied this, this passage in Isaiah 9, he said, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, we haven't got it. Okay, that's all good. And, uh, and, and, um, and so he, Isaiah was prophesying to the people saying, hey, I want to give you a level of peace in your life that not even the kings of your day were able to give you. Uh, the kings were in charge of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of protecting the peace in the kingdom. Yet, yet uh, even they would muck up. If you know the stories of like King Ahab and, and, and others before him, they would all be uh, uh, kings that would, would, would um, uh, you know, do things against the work of the Lord and, 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 and in their hearts and in their lives. And uh, so when Isaiah prophesied about this uh, prince of peace, it was, a, it was a prince that would come and restore things. Is anybody hearing me this morning? It will bring restoration to things. I, I don't know about you, but I believe we need uh, the, the, to be restored, to be made complete, to be made whole in our hearts and in our lives. That whenever there is chaos, whenever there is uh, anxiety, whenever there is fear or, or things of that nature that, that, that attack the peace within us, it's actually situations removing things out of our hearts and out of our lives. Things like joy getting removed out of our hearts and out of our lives. Things like hope being removed out of our hearts and out of our lives. So when we pray for the peace, we're praying for those things to be restored back into our hearts and into our lives. Are you guys getting this this morning? All right. And, and, and so I feel like um, what I want to do this morning is, is something very, very simple. I, I, I want to pray for us all at the end of this uh, message this morning. So I need you to kind of uh, already prepare your hearts. You know, don't, you know, I need you to kind of zone in with me uh, so, that, so that God can speak directly into your heart and pinpoint exactly where the gaps are in your life. Are you guys hearing me this morning? If you're, if you're missing joy, then I want you to stand before the Lord and claim the peace of God so that he will renew you in joy. Amen. And so I need you to even right now to be speaking to the Lord, saying to God, Lord, reveal to me what is missing in my heart and in my life. And then at the end of this meeting, we're just going to spend a, a bit of time uh, just seeking the Lord together. So the first thing I want to say to us this morning is this, is that peace, the shalom of God, the complete work of God, is for each and every one of us. Amen, somebody. It's actually for all of us. Every man, woman, and child can receive the peace of God. It's not for the few or the, for the holy art thou or for those who have prayed this morning or read their Bibles this week or, or tithe this week, you know, whatever. It's actually the peace of God is available for each and every one of us. 
I believe there's this real uh, lie of the enemy uh, that is uh, rampant in churches today that suggests that there is no chance of us receiving any kind of peace in our hearts and in our lives. Actually, the thought of having peace is almost like a foreign thought in our hearts. It's almost we've resolved in our spirits that when it comes to us and in our lives and with our families and with our situations, we're never going to experience the peace of God. We've, we've actually accepted that fact. We've, we've, we've made it, we've accepted that lie, that untruth. We, we believe that we can no longer be made whole, be shalom, be made complete, be restored. I, I'm here as the pastor to tell you that that's actually a lie of the enemy, that Jesus himself, the Prince of Peace, was sent here to bring wholeness into your heart and into your life to bring restoration. So that wasn't, but this is how he does it. He does not remove things out of your life. He brings things in. That's the only way you're going to experience the peace of God. Now, I don't know about you when it comes around Christmas time, but uh, I have the seven-day limit when it comes to hanging out with my family. Love my family. They're great people. You know, we grew up, I've known them my whole life, you know. Uh, uh, But we have the seven-day limit. Well, after seven days, we start remembering all the reasons why we left and went our separate ways. You know, I was like, oh, I remember now why you were always, you know, picking on me when I was younger. You know, and we start bringing up all those old things. I know no one else does that in their families. It's just mine. You know, and you start remembering all those little things from the past that you once buried, long ago, dead, but all, all of a sudden, they surface around Christmas time, you know, and, and, and uh, whatever kind of happy-go-lucky uh, uh, seven-day period you had uh, is all of a sudden gone, evaporated, and, um, and, and, and I believe that if you're in that space and in that place, it, I believe the real reason is you're trying to maintain a level of peace in the natural instead of in the spiritual, Amen. You, the, the, that's why politicians are forever, uh, 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 you know, if you're a politician in the room, God loves you. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus died for you. Amen. Uh, uh, but, but if we leave it up to the politicians to bring peace into our world and into our society and into our communities uh, through policies and, and, and through their laws and whatever, uh, we're never really going to find that peace that we really need. Amen, somebody. Why? Because the peace that we need is a supernatural peace. And, but I want to tell you that this, this peace is available to each and every one of us. Uh, Luke 2 and, and verse 13, it says this, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to all those, uh, to those on whom his favor rests. Ephesians 2 and 17, it says, this is speaking of Jesus, he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. I want to tell you that each and every one of us, every person you're believing for, every man, woman, and child can experience the shalom of God, can be made whole, can be made complete, can be restored. Don't give up. Don't give up to all the parents here this morning. Your your child, you know, they're they're doing their thing. They're they're living their lives, you know. But I want to tell you, don't give up on them. Come on. 
Don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on, that, on your partner. If, if your partner is far away from the Lord and, and, and your, your heart's desire is to see them come into a relationship with God, let me tell you, they can experience the peace of God. Why? Because the peace of God is available for each and every one of us. There is no, there's no favorites. There's no favoritism when it comes to God granting his peace to each and every one of us. Amen, somebody. The, the second thing is this. Not only is the peace of God, the shalom of God available to each and every one of us, it is the foundation upon which we stand on. The peace of God is our foundation. The Bible says this in Ephesians 6 and verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplates of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Uh, in John 14, it says, uh, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Now, the gospel of peace, the Bible says, we stand upon. It's like a, the gospel of peace. What is the gospel of peace? Well, it's the gospel of salvation. Amen. That Jesus died on a cross for our sins. That, that all who confess that Jesus is Lord and, and, uh, uh, and invite Jesus to be Lord of their lives will be saved. That's the gospel of peace. That peace, that assurance, that complete, that, that complete work, that wholeness, that restoration. Once we were far away from the Lord, but now we've been drawn near. We can stand on that promise. We can stand on that peace. Is, there, is anybody excited about that? Or, or have we become too familiar with this stuff that we're, so we're starting to lose the edge of it? We're starting to lose the joy and the thing. Oh, yeah, I know, no, I'm saved, yeah. <laughs> Are you for real? Are we for real? I hope we never get to that place. I hope we never get to a place where we take for granted the fact that he died on a cross for us, that we were, we, we, we were not worthy of the forgiveness of sin. We were worthy of punishment, the punishment for our sin. We were worthy of death. But praise God that he gave us life, not because of anything we did, but because of everything he did. That's, that's the, that, and so I stand on the shalom of that. I stand, that's, a, that's a platform I preach from every Sunday. That's a platform that I, that I minister from, that I lead from, that I live my life from. It is, the, it, is, it is that which gives me greatest confidence that I'm saved, I'm set free. You know, I don't have to, you know, I, I know, you know, we worry about end time things, uh, 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 raptures and tribulations. We know, what's going to happen? Who's going to be there? Where are we going to go? You know, all that kind of stuff. I don't, you know, here's my theory on it all. I just am so glad I'm saved. I to be absent from body is to be present with the Lord. I, 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 I'm just glad I'm saved. And my job as pastor is to get as many others saved as possible. To, rest, to see as many come and, and, and accept the gospel of peace that I stand upon. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God that gives life to us who are saved. Amen, somebody. And, and we've got to stand on that promise. We've got to stand on that word. Is this okay this morning for 10 o'clock in the morning? Might be too soon, too early for this. You know, the second, the third thing is this, the peace, the shalom of God, that complete work of God. I'm going, to, I'm going to use a lot of repetition this morning. 
restoration, complete work, made whole. That shalom of God is a supernatural kind of work. I said it before, I'll say it again. Philippians 4 and verse 7, it says, The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, the shalom. Or actually, in the, in the New Testament, it's another word uh, which has the same meaning. It's called irene, irene, which means shalom, which is the peace of God. And it says here, transcends all understanding. The world doesn't get it. Amen, somebody. It cannot comprehend it. Cannot understand. What? I, I, can, be, I can be saved just by confessing that Jesus is Lord and believing that God raised Jesus from the dead? What? That's all I have to do? No, surely there's something else. There's a, there's a hidden, there's, there's the, the, surely the fine print, got to read the fine print. You know, there's something else that I've got to do. No, the peace of God. That's all you got to do. And that's what guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, Romans 15, it says, May the God of hope fill you all uh, with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, let me tell you something. If you're, if you're, a, bit, if you're a, bit, a bit low on hope these days, you're a bit low on joy, your joy levels, your hope levels are all a bit uh, empty these days. Come on, you've got to go back to the, to the well that is the Holy Spirit and let him refresh you. Let him renew you with the peace, the supernatural peace of God. You know, I, 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 I'm the eternal optimist. I just always believe God's going to come through. I just believe God's always, I, I know, I, you know, I'm just annoying. I'm annoying to some people. I'm annoying, you know, because I just believe God. I take God at his word. I take God literally. I take God when he says that something's going to happen. I actually believe it's going to happen. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know who, but I just know it's going to happen. Why? And, and that, that sustains me. And, and any time I feel my joy levels depleting, I just go back to the well. I just drink again of the Holy Spirit. I just, I just fill my heart to overflow so that my cup runneth over. So that any time anybody gets around me, all they're going to sense is, is the shalom of God, the complete work of God. They're not going to get around me and, and, and all they hear is grumble, grumble this. I don't know how we're going to do that. Or I don't know where we're going to find that. No, all they get around me when they come around me is, hey, God can do it. Nothing is impossible for our God. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? There is nothing too hard for the Lord. God can do it. Amen, somebody. I, I hope this Christmas you're going to be that kind of a person in your household. I really do. I hope you're going to be the kind of person that just oozes the peace of God. That you're just like, ah, oh, the chicken burnt. Ah, who cares? Well, charcoal chicken, you know. They sell it at the markets for exuberant amounts of money anyway. You know, pavlova goes flat. Ugh. Who cares, you know. We'll have pav pancakes, you know, whatever, I don't know. Oh, what you do with pe I don't like pavlova myself. I'm not a big fan of that. The Aussies invented that, anyway. Ah, a, I was just seeing if you guys were awake, you know. 
Come on, guys. Don't, don't, let, don't lose your peace this Christmas. Don't lose the joy. Don't lose the hope. So what if you don't get that present you were hinting about all year? You know, dropping those subtle but very obvious hints. Flyers, you know, emails, you sent them and you know, everything. If, if, if it doesn't feature under that Christmas tree this Christmas, it doesn't determine whether you have joy or, or, and hope or, or, and, and your peace is, is not determined on these things. Amen, somebody. My, my, my peace comes from the Lord. He's the, he's the giver of all peace. Amen, somebody. It says here, Ephesians 4, this is the last one. Uh, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. It's a supernatural bond. It's, now, listen. Saying this again all, all morning already. You know, complete work, wholeness, restoration. It's not the absence of something or the removal of something. It's the presence of something. You want unity. You want the bond of peace. It comes when you add in the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in every context that you are in. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is wholeness. If, if you feel like, man, why am I not sensing the peace of God? Oh, well, there's a hint. Maybe you just need to get back at the foot of the cross. Maybe you just need to, you need to come back and receive the Holy Spirit afresh. Come on, when was the last time you asked for an impartation of the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to fill you that you would overflow? Amen, somebody. Or, or do, we just, do, we just look, do we just look at these things in isolation and never put the two together? Ah, I've stopped reading my word and I'm missing the joy in my life. There could be a connection somewhere there. Uh, uh, mate, I'm not worshipping God like I used to, and, and, and there's trouble. I'm not saying those are the, the causes of it. All I'm saying is, you know, you can, you can sense the peace of God in the midst of trouble. Why? Because you've been soaking yourself in the presence of the Lord. Are you guys hearing this this morning? That was free for anybody. The last thing is this. This is, this is where I'm going this morning, and this is where I need you guys to go to faith. How do you receive peace? How do you receive peace in your heart and in your life? Well, it's released by the power of prayer. The Bible says this, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and guess what? The peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I remember in this old Presbyterian, oh, it was the Salvation Army Church, down the road from where I used to grow, grow up. I used to live in Wellington. There was this little billboard on the top of it, and it said, it said this, it said, No God, Eno, no peace. No God, K-N-O-W, no peace. I, and I feel like that's the ultimate statement for us. I mean, it's, it sounds a little cheesy, but, you know, uh, it, it, there's so much truth to that. If there's no God, I'm telling you, there'll be no peace. But if you know God, you will know peace. Are you hearing this this morning? 
If you want peace in your life, the shalom of God, so that you can face whatever situation, whatever comes at you this, this Christmas season. You know, you invite guests and they don't turn up. Well, that's not going to rock you. That's not going to ruin your Christmas. Because Why? Because I've got the shalom of God. Actually, the only presence I need is His presence on that day. I want, I, I, want to, I want to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit on Christmas Day. I want Him to be in the room. I want Him to be present. If I have Him there in my heart, then whatever happens around me, I'm still whole. I'm still complete. I'm, I have everything I need. Amen, somebody. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.